When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast with a service entrance in the rear. <laughs> yes, just trucks and trains in and out all day long. <laughs> Mostly waiters. <laughs> I, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we, today, we have a what special we... surprise for you. For you, the listener. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I meant, I meant Kyle. For I meant me? You. Yeah. <gasps> what are you getting me? Kate Maddox's dick. <laughs> you can't get me that over the end. That's the only way I consume Kate Maddox's dick is through the Watch internet. Watch me. Watch me. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna have Kate Maddox on. We we're love have... have we love having beautiful, hot, the most beautiful, attractive men in the world in audio format here on our podcast. Gayish. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. But first. But first. Just like the service entrance. It's but first. Do we need a news update song? Um, no, yes, we don't. whenever you create one, we will start it. <laughs> Good, yes, great. Mike, that is, that is for you to t- take on. <laughs> Fantastic. I love this for everyone. Um, uh, we have a news update, a continuing saga. Uh, so, so Puerto Rican pop star, Ricky Martin, who I talked about, I think just last week on the show. Yeah. Turns out that his nephew that said he was being banged by. No. He will have had banged. What's the? There's a a verb tense problem. I've been speaking German all week. There, he. There's a Mike brain problem. Not there's no tense issue here. <laughs> it's you, not his, English. His nephew accused him of banging him, which is both problematic because of his age and because it is incest. And in Puerto Rico, that's a big deal. And apparently, he has. Uh, withdrawn those accusations. There was a temporary protection order that was in place and it has not been extended because the nephew has uh, uh, just uh, w- withdrawn it. So that, that it, it, it wasn't, not that it wasn't true, but that he has, has withdrawn his request to have the, uh, the restraining order. <laughs> um, there are also domestic violence uh, uh, accusations in all of that. Yeah, the, the the rumor was that Ricky Martin would just like loved that loved that baby nephew dick and and um was upset after they broke up and obsessed with him. But like, turns out like maybe that's probably not true. No, I don't know. It's hard to say. But um, the, like uh, the, maybe we need to add a little bit of class when reporting about on sexual assault charges. There's like I don't I I know that we're pretty loosey goosey, but like mm. yeah, I don't know, I mm. don't know about I don't know about this reporting. Mm. Okay, if if you want to write up a style guide for me to ignore, I'm happy to not <laughs> style participate. Guide, avoid the phrase "baby nephew dick." That's my number one request in our style guide. All right. I great. mean, number two, like. He accused him of banging him. Like, I don't know. He accused him of sexual assault. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Okay. Also true. Except also not true in that it didn't happen. So, but you said Allegedly. he, he, you said he didn't say that it didn't happen. You just said he withdrew it, right? He withdrew it. Yeah. yeah. Which that actually. Okay. So let's get real. Let's get serious. I do have my concerns, like reading through all of this stuff. I do have my concerns that there is like intense public pressure. This boy's name was in the news. People can find him. 
People can be like, why are you fucking up Ricky Martin's life and career? You're an asshole. So even though it all actually happened that he would, he would, you know, renege on the whole thing to like protect himself. And, and because he felt in danger, it, it really does. It really does concern me. Like it, it, it smacks of a potentially bad scenario. So yeah. Yeah. It also could be that exactly what Ricky Martin and his people are saying is true, that this kid is full of shit and like was trying to leverage his uncle's fame into, you know, money and notoriety. And anytime people say that, though, it's like, when has like a sexual assault victim benefited? Like, so everyone's like, oh, they're doing it for fame. Like that never that doesn't that just doesn't happen. That's not what happens. They you get more shit than you get like publicity and support from these kinds of allegations yep yep absolutely anyway that's that's the that's the update um do you have anything uh, no this is yours this is your Great. segment bro so now the news <laughs> oh we weren't doing that we weren't in the news that was a news update those are those are does the, does the news update not still take place within the news no news update happens outside of before the actual news feedback and corrections that, I I thought this was I thought we were with I thought I, I had already played the news song I guess I have control over this I could play the news theme song whenever the fuck I want Mike that's maybe true. we are in the news you you don't know you don't tell me when we're in the news that's true except that every time I say and now the news <laughs> that's can when fucking, that happens I can uh, until today great shut your mouth hole it's time for your ear holes news 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 fantastic you're lucky i'm on a different continent news the first second no <clears throat> i'm doing three news stories and that ricky martin bullshit doesn't count because it's an update okay news the second you're the worst i hate <laughs> you <laughs> uh news the first we're gonna we gotta second. talk about <laughs> we gotta <laughs> We got to talk about monkeypox. Monkeypox has been declared by the global health emergency uh, has been declared a global health emergency by the World Health Organization. Who? The World Health Organization. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Yeah. So during a briefing on Saturday, the 23rd of July, just yesterday, as we're recording this, uh, Dr. Tedros Adenom Ghebreyesus said the Global monkeypox outbreak now, quote, represents a public health emergency of international concern, um, which apparently is a P-H-E-I-C, which I don't hmm. think actually helps. Like that acronym, I'm not going to remember what that acronym nope. is. Nope. <laughs> public health emergency of international concern. So that's uh, that's like, you know, on the on the color scale of like green is awesome and red is hold on to your butts. We're all going to die. It's like, you know up there um <laughs> that's helpful <laughs> uh that designation is defined as quote an extraordinary event which is determined to constitute a public health risk to other states through the international spread of disease and to potentially require a coordinated international response uh the un health agency said that the definition implies a situation that is serious sudden unusual or unexpected of course Rather famously now, monkeypox is primarily being spread through the men who have sex with men community. And uh, although it is not, strictly speaking, a sexually transmitted disease, it is transmitted through close skin-to-skin contact. And we are just better at that than anyone else. (laughs) Um, 
the risk of monkeypox is moderate, moderate globally, except in Europe, where the risk is assessed as high. So I'll be bringing some home with me, except Ew. no, I won't, because I got a vaccine, which I talked about last week. Um, and it, it's also interesting to me that, like, the horse shit is already starting. So there is uh, Timothy Farage, who is a computer science professor at the University of Texas at Dallas, who tweeted, quote, can we at least try to find a cure for homosexuality, especially among men? Homosexual men have anal sex, which can lead to a variety of diseases and included a link to monkeypox. Um, yeah, that's that's not your alma mater, but that's your that's that's where it's in the system. Yeah, yeah, it's in the system, just like the monkeypox. <laughs> it has been said that perhaps we're not responding to this as quickly or effectively as we should because it's being downplayed by the media as being a gay thing and therefore mm-hmm. less important and it smacks of the AIDS crisis all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you uh, like when it uh, like, I think there were two children that like tested recently or something like all of a sudden that's when straight people care. That's when the broader, like it suddenly becomes an emergency when it starts affecting people that are like that society cares about, like non gays. Yeah. And it's fucking bullshit. Like they've, it's so weird how it's like declared like a sudden unexpected emergency. Like we've been like watching it over the past like month or more. And we've been seeing, Oh, like, Oh, there's just a few cases in Seattle. Oh, there are just 20 cases in Seattle. It's like, I'm, it's going to go up. Like, Mm -hmm, unless you mm -hmm, do something, it's mm -hmm. just, I don't know. It's, it's not, it was surprising when it started, but that was a while ago and nothing has really been done except distribute four vaccinations to the Seattle area that, uh, yeah. Yep. And so there now, this is very, very local, but like in Seattle, I'm, I'm now up to three people in my life that I know that have had monkey pox. Really? And I know one person who, uh, because they wanted a vaccine so bad, they went to Canada and apparently Canada is just handing them out of the border. It's like, you get a shot, you get a shot. Oprah gives everybody a shot. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. News, news, the second, third. Great. Saw that coming. I could have, I could have written that. I could have written that. Okay. So the uprising bakery and cafe in Lake in the Hills, Illinois is hosting a family friendly drag show. This is despite announcing that they were going to do a family friendly drag show and being threatened, vandalized and sent a bag of feces. Damn. (laughs) The planned event. Um, Uprising Bakery and Cafe owner Karina Sack told the Chicago Tribune that she had planned a child-friendly drag event complete with costumes, dancing, food, and a celestial theme, and uh, that she quickly got backlash against the show because it would be open to people of all ages, including children. Uh, She received numerous calls and emails from people voicing their concerns or personally attacking her because of the drag event. In another instance, a person left a sign on the bakery's door claiming, quote, pedophiles work here. Uh, another person came into the store and spit into the bakery case. Um, and uh, a, a bag of feces was left at a door outside the venue. Uh, despite the threats and harassment, she plans to go ahead with the drag show, which was yesterday. Hopefully I'll get an update on how that went and said she wanted to hold more in the future. Uh, She said the show, which features well-known local performers, is, quote, very, very family-friendly with no nudity or explicit content, quote, 
The worst thing is a high kick, possibly someone doing the splits, she said. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> danger, danger, back up. Yeah, apparently people have been driving by and yelling groomer or mm. chanting groomer outside the event, which uh, is reminiscent of a similar thing that happened in Texas in June. Um, there were you know, protesters and counter-protesters. Apparently this city is totally prepared for there to be potentially violent demonstrations at this little bakery that just wants to have a family-friendly drag show. I don't know. what We are the gross ones, and they're the ones like spitting on food and leaving sacks of shit in places? Like, right, yeah. Let these ladies who just put on a fuck ton of makeup and like lip sync a little bit, like wh- you're the ones leaving bags of shit like that. You're, you're the gross ones. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? Well, and, and what is the expected outcome from that action? Like, is there a world in which they think that someone is going to go, Oh, there's a bag of shit. I should rethink my decisions. <laughs> I was wrong all along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Oh God. I hate people, Kyle. I, it's, it's so what, like if you had anyone, a drag queen, if you had someone dress up in like a, a big wild dress and wild makeup, everyone would be fine with it. It's just, it's association with the LGBT community that gets people like the exact same thing would happen. And it's uh, just some rando in a big poofy dress. Like no one gives a fuck. You y'all have had clowns and actors and people at birthday parties. And you, yeah, (laughs) I, yeah, I would much rather trust my child with a drag queen than a Catholic priest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The world's going crazy, Kyle. Yeah. All right. News the last. Yeah. Even I agree with that one. Great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that maybe, just maybe, we're going to get a marriage equality bill passed the U.S. Congress. I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming either. So uh, it has already passed in the House. It passed by a fairly significant margin. There was a bunch of, of Republican opposition to the bill, which is not surprising at all. But there were 47 Republicans in the House that voted for it, and uh, it went to the Senate, where it was largely expected to just languish, but it's turning out that maybe there's support for it. So four Republicans have so far said that on record that they will support the measure. Uh, Susan Collins of Maine, Rob Portman of Ohio, Tom Tillis from North Carolina, who said he's a probable vote, and Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, which that's my dad's name. So <laughs> every time they talk about Senator Ron Johnson, I'm, eh. anyway. Johnson said on, in a statement on Thursday, quote, even though I feel the Respect for Marriage Act is unnecessary, should it come before the Senate, I see no reason to oppose it. Uh, Alaska's Senator Lisa Murkowski said she generally supports the measure, but is going to review the proposed bill. Quote, I have long made known public my support for marriage equality, she said. Turns out that there are polls that show that the majority of Republicans uh, voters support same-sex marriage. And Eight to ten Republicans, according to The Hill, are possible yes votes in the Senate, which it would only take one or two since all of the Democrats are on board. Notably, one of the people who's still vehemently against the idea is Lady G herself, Senator mm-hmm. Lindsey Graham, who has long been one of the most anti-LGBTQ members and has refuted rumors of being gay rather famously. Um, and have refuted rumors of hiring gay male sex workers who then 
publicly posted about how they were hired by him. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. John Cornyn, who's a dickbag fuckface, said uh, that the bill wasn't anything but a stunt by Democrats to shift concerns over inflation. <laughs> this is a contrived controversy in pursuit of a political narrative that somehow that decision by the Supreme Court is in jeopardy. I don't believe it is. And this is an effort to try to stoke the fires of political activists and scare them with a narrative that I think is a false narrative. Um because the, uh, I don't believe that the Supreme Court explicitly stated that those other rulings are next. Like that's uh, that's wild to. I mean, Republicans don't care about what is true and saying anything that has anything to do with truth or science or anything. So I, it's not. Yeah. I don't know why I would be like, no, they like, bro. They literally stated that those are decisions that they would evaluate next, and yeah. no one. Uh, no one brings up the topic of marriage equality to distract from inflation. Those like, right. that's not, that's not a thing. Like that's yeah. no one's like inflation. Well, but, but have you heard of gays? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. I will say when I am at the gas station and I'm angry about the price of gas, if a hot dude walks by, I forget the price of gas. Mm, so like, okay. Okay. This might work, me. This okay. And I'm seeing the other side now. <laughs> it's. I mean, th this is a very good example to show why people sometimes get mad at us when talking shit on Republicans. And this is a very good example of while you said you know there were a decent number of people in the House, the Republicans in the House that voted for it, there were also 100 and what 75 or something like that yep. uh, Republicans that voted against us. So majority yep. that voted against us having the legal right to get married there there were trying to scrounge up they're like oh maybe 10 out of 50 votes we could scrounge up to in spite of republicans being in support of same-sex marriage the republican the institution is doesn't believe in our equality and are going against what their constituents want and believe in order to try to uh withhold us from having equal uh equal relationships in the eyes yep. of the law and yep. so fuck them. I don't care. Like, fuck Republicans. I, I don't I don't no, know. Don't how fuck you... them. Don't fuck them, everyone. <laughs> they don't deserve it. Unless they pay you enough. Um, yeah. the, it's just I don't know how else you defend. If you're a Republican, you have to know, uh, you know, we've talked about the like, you know, being in the group and trying to change it from within. If that's your mission, that's boy, good for you. You're working uphill. But like, you have to understand when we say fuck Republicans, this is a prime example of why that is. And I don't, there's little that you could do to defend against their actions or claim that they're not homophobic. Yep. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> we're, we're on the same page, Kyle. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. That's the news. That's the news. Well, speaking of people with holes in their hearts that agree, I want to thank the following new <laughs> Patreon members. Thank you to John Crawley and Stein Sternhaug. Sternhaug. There's probably a pronunciation that that's better. Anyway, um, thank you to our new Patreon members. We appreciate you, John and Stein. Um, I think you have a long, bright future together. I'm shipping you now. Um, and if you want to find your next love, go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast to support us, the show, and get a lot of cool benefits. Do it. Do you want to Do talk you... about Kate Maddox's dick? <laughs> well, uh... <laughs>
<laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm yeah. kidding. Actually, I'm very much hoping to talk about oh. the fact that he is more than his dick. And oh, uh, but yeah, we we went to the uh, the CyberSocket Awards. Thanks Patreon because we were nominated for a gay porn award, which that's insane. Yeah. But while we were there, we met Cade Maddox and his people, and then arranged to he he begged us to be on the show. Yeah, we were like. Uh, someone was like, Cade, come on, please. You have to go meet Kyle. And I was like, oh, fine. And I, you know, like gave in and finally, like, was like, hi, Cade. And he was like, oh my God, I'm such a big fan. I know who you are for sure. And, and definitely what a podcast is and what you do. And yep. I was like, I know, Cade. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, do you watch his porn? Um, I've seen, like, I, I know who he is. I've seen him. I don't, um, I've not like proactively sought him out, but I like, he come, if you're looking at porn, he'll come up (laughs) now and then. Yeah. You don't have to look very far to see Cade Maddox's dick. What about you? Um, no, it's uh, it's similar. Like, I, I, I know who he is. I absolutely like, you know, we ran into him at that party and I was like, oh, you're Cade Maddox. Okay. (laughs) Um, so for sure but i don't know maybe it's not the kind of porn i watch or something i for whatever reason i haven't like totally followed him or like you know i'm not a fan he's like katie perry he's the katie perry of porn you know like that's rude (laughs) (laughs) unnecessarily mean before having him on the show jesus everyone knows and loves him and like but like you know I wouldn't call myself a fan either. Wow. That's, that's okay. So I said to have him on. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> we have had several listeners who I like told cause I can't keep a secret and they were all very excited. So oh, okay. I, I think I'm, I'm predicting this is like a real good episode for us just from a numbers perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't feel like okay. This is not this is not building this up uh very well. I don't feel like we're building <laughs> so you said you're not a fan, so excited to have him on. Other people like him. I'm not not a fan. Oh god. Okay, you're right. That sounded awful. No, fuck it. I stand by it. I said my truth, and that's my truth. Deal with it. He's very, very hot. Both online and in person, it's uncomfortable. I hope we get. I hope we get through this interview. <laughs> and yeah, a uh, hand check during the course of this interview. Just to, um, and he uh, won a bunch of stuff during the uh, gay porn awards that we were at. So he is a he's he has won like a whole bunch. Of, he also won. Are they like JVN or something like the other? Um, gay porn awards he's won a, a bunch of porn awards for being like best performer best cock was one that i saw like yeah sure <laughs> uh any, do we need to set up anything else i mean we're hoping to have a real conversation with him about like what's it like like what's his life like what are the things that he struggles with what are the challenges of that industry like i all like joking aside i, I i'm genuinely interested to have this conversation with him and, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes yeah absolutely Great. So should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. I'm going to jerk off because like you got to jerk off before you go on the date because Mm -hmm. then you'll last longer later. Will you turn your video off? No. Oh, no. (laughs) This is happening. This is happening. (laughs) Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're here with Cade Maddox. Cade Maddox, how are you? How are things? 
I'm wonderful. Things are great. Thriving, actually. My business manager is keeping me on my toes and very busy these last few weeks. So, but everything's good. We we hear that you just got back from doing a bunch of taping, recording. What I don't even know what's filming. What's the right verb? Um. So yes, filming. We did. Uh, we hired a videographer out in Vegas to film solos for my website, which we don't really have on the website. But we want to give people something different and uh, new to have like an incentive to switch over from we're trying to go away from OnlyFans to my own page. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. did solos and um I wasn't aware that he signed me up for six solos in three days. Okay. So yeah, my my part was about to fall off. Yeah, that, um, that's 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 a lot of cum for for one weekend or is. whatever. It was a lot. It was very stressful. So um on the dick. Can I say dick? Yeah, you can say dick. Yeah, cock. <laughs> In fact, Venus, whatever it is you listener, want. listener encouraged that you say dick. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, I can say fuck. Maybe I can say dick. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Totally good. Do your worst. So, like, m- most of our listeners are gay, but just in case anybody's, like, been living under a rock, can you sort of t- tell us tell us who you are, what you do? Like, what's your what's your, what's your your story? Um, so, I'm Cade Maddox. Uh, mm-hmm. I got into the industry about 17. So, what is that? 18, 19, 20, 21. So, this is going on my fifth year in August. Mm-hmm. you kind of want like the story is that what it, or you want like just uh, how would you like describe maybe your, your look or like what your what your typical role is in 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 films um so my typical role is top i'm strictly Great. top that's <laughs> personal life and business life my look mm, i don't know i'm very clean cut um kind of muscular six one 200 pounds I don't know really how to describe. I've never really described myself. This is like filling out my grinder profile. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's like six one, two hundred pounds, top. Accepts picks, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm pretty vanilla when I'm sitting here describing myself. Um I've been with Falcon Studios as an exclusive for the last three years. Mm-hmm. So they have like a certain look that they have, so that can give listeners an idea as well. Yeah. In addition to like being in Falcon, you mentioned your own site. You have uh, just for fans. You have OnlyFans. You have a brand of Flesh Jack. You do modeling. Like it seems like if people like to the average consumer might think that you're a porn actor, but it seems like there's a lot more that goes into being a porn star than just appearing in the porns themselves. Yes, I would say so. It's um, it's kind of like. You're an entrepreneur, so it's you can make it a very good business, or you can just be a porn actor who appears in films. I like to do the studio work still. Uh, OnlyFans kind of changed the game for everything because it made it to where the the porn actors didn't really need the studios anymore. The studios needed the porn actors um, because we had the chance to say, "Oh, well, I can film with this guy here and do this and not take a shitty flight or be in a shitty hotel and." Um, you had more control over it. So like, why would you go through all this to do a studio scene with some random person, you know? Uh, does Has that changed how the studios treat you or interact with their talent? I think so. Well, Falcon has always been great to me, but I think uh, I got into the studio scene like right when OnlyFans was coming out. Um, so I have heard like horror stories of studios that treat 
that when they had bad experiences with models or models had bad experiences with them. Um, now that the studios need the porn actors instead of vice versa, I think they're a lot more willing to give you what you want. Um, as long as it's nothing too crazy, I usually don't ask anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like require, like I have to approve my scene partner now, you know, when I first got into the industry, it's like, I said yes to everything. I uh, just wanted to say yes to every opportunity. And it's like, you do what you can do until you can do what you want to do. So I was like, somebody's going to discover me. This is before I was exclusive with Falcon. And I did a lot of scenes with people that I would not do scenes with now. Mm. But now it's in the contract to where I have to approve of my scene partners. Um, that is that common? Like, is that is that because it's you? Or is that because that's, that's true for m- most models now because the industry has shifted? Um, I personally don't know what other models put in their contracts or require. Um, for me personally, it was more of, it worked both ways. It, it, it benefited me because it's my image. And if I'm into my scene partner, it's going to be a better scene and that's going to look better on me. Um, and it also benefits the studio because if it's a, if my scene, I'm into my scene partner, I'm going to give them a better performance and they're going to have a better scene. Yeah. So that's why we kind of threw that in there. And then I don't have to really worry about being paired with somebody that, is not my type. Yeah. In the past, when you've been paired with someone that wasn't your type, you wouldn't have picked them. How do you how do you do a scene then with this person? Um, I just imagine there's somebody different. Like, okay, this is <laughs> this this is work, and like in my head the whole time, I was I went somewhere else. It's how I get through every episode with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just kind of put my head in a space like this is work, you know, I'd, I'd much rather be doing this for work. I'd much rather be fucking this guy that I don't want to fuck than serving tables or flipping burgers. So mm-hmm. um, kind of just mentally check out and go into somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But now I don't really have to worry about that. Different joke, but it's actually true. That's how I got through my marriage to my ex-wife. Um, <laughs> like for real slow, like just like <laughs> picture here with someone else is pretty effective if you're good at it um tell us a little more about your background like where are you from where'd you grow up what was it like so i'm originally from mississippi born in alabama raised in mississippi Uh um was there pretty much my whole life um until i got married been a while ago got married to a navy guy and we got stationed in hawaii so I was on Oahu for three years and then just decided I was content, but I wasn't happy. So asked for a divorce. Uh, my mom had moved to Ohio at that point. So I flew to my mom's house to just kind of figure out, okay, what's next? What am I doing with my life? My mom's very, being from the South, very religious household, very like you go to church twice a week. If you don't do that, nothing you don't do anything else no extracurricular activities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so she's very religious still so we kind of bump heads like i mm-hmm. love her but that's her life not mine mm-hmm. uh so i had been there a few days and um i had met this well this producer hit me up on grinder uh jason sparks kind of mm-hmm. like a low budget studio and he was like, hey, you ever thought about doing porn? And I was like, no, but that'd be pretty fucking cool right now. don't know what else I'm doing. Uh, so I thought I was just going to go do a scene, you know, get some cash. Like, it's like, I'm fucking anyway. It'd be kind of hot to have it filmed. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that. And he was like, hey, you're pretty good at this. 
So he actually traveled the country with like a couple other porn stars and they went small town to small town. And this was right before OnlyFans came out. So he was basically using them as bait to find guys to film with for his site. Um, hit every small town in the U.S. And that's how he would find like a lot of undiscovered talent that the big studios haven't found yet. Because the big cities, the studios find them or if they're interested, they find the studios, right? So it's just mm -hmm. these small towns where people don't know, like, even if I'm interested in this, how do I get into this? Um, so he was like, well, we're actually leaving in the morning to finish our road trip. And uh, do you want to join us? So I went home and told my mom, I'm packing up in the morning to be a porn star. Wow. And I didn't really know it was going to turn into a porn star. Um, it turned into something way bigger than I had thought. But thank God, because she, at the moment she was like, have you lost your fucking mind? Are you crazy? <laughs> and and I'm packing up my stuff and I'm thinking, have I lost my fucking mind? <laughs> I hope I'm not crazy. And then traveled with him on the road for about seven months uh, going east to west coast. So I got to see like every state in the United States, which was really awesome. Yeah. Something I've always wanted to do. So at about that time, my videos for his site started getting posted and larger studios started noticing me. And um, one studio had flew me out, paid me this huge check, paid for my food, my hotel. And so I came back to him and I was like, okay, there's something you're not telling us. Like if they're <laughs> able to do this, like you should be paying us more. <laughs> and uh, he he could. He said he couldn't do that. So, me and a couple of the other guys in the group chatted, and uh, this is OnlyFans had just been released, and we were like, you know, we don't need him. We can do this on our own. So we left and and moved to DC for a little while, and then I started getting a lot of work in LA for studios, and I was like, DC had got cold, and I was like, fuck this shit, you know. I'm, I'm from the coast, and then I grew up in then Hawaii for three years. Like I'm used to warm places, so. <laughs> when DC started getting cold, I was like, this is bullshit. And then LA was always perfect weather. So I decided to move out to LA and it's probably the best decision I ever made. And that's when I met Tim Valenti, the CEO for Falcon at some party out here at a club. And he told Mr. Pam, which was a director for us at the time, that's actually who I did my videographer stuff with in Las Vegas. He told her, sign Cade Maddox that night at the bar, but we waited to talk about business till after I was drunk, obviously. <laughs> As God intended. <laughs> yeah. Probably wouldn't have got a good rate if I would have negotiated that night. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. A couple questions about things along the way. How, what's your relationship like with your mom now? I think it's just moms in general. They're always worried about their kids. You know, they want the best for their kids. Um, so I think she was just worried about like, what is he doing? Is is this, he's ever going to be able to get a job after this? Like she was just very worried, you know? And in my head, I wasn't expecting it to turn out and be so successful. I don't think in her head either. Uh, but now she's like, she's like my biggest supporter. <laughs> like I have a calendar that comes out. She buys my calendar. I'm like, mom, don't open that calendar. Just leave it sealed. Okay. Like she, she had no clue what was on the inside of the calendar. She just saw the outside. And, um, so things like that, my stepdad's sister bought my dildo. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Okay. Uh, but yeah, my mom talks about it with all her friends and, uh, we, we openly talk about everything. I tell her when I'm going to work and stuff like the other day, she knew I was in Vegas shooting. So I text her to check on her. She was like, how are you doing? I was like, well, my dick really hurts, but, um, <laughs> but, 
but I'm, I'm great. She was like, well, I did ask. So, but we're very open with everything now. She's uh, she's one of my biggest supporters. She's, I think she's proud now. So I'm th- that I've become so successful. That's why I, that was not what I was expecting out of, especially like a very religious household. Like what, how, how do you think she was able to, uh, I don't know, like be so accepting, not like it's not just being gay, like, and also doing porn star, like to, to be, to be able to talk to other people about that. I don't know. I, I'm just like blown away by that. So her friends think it's amazing. Like really? they, they think it's such a interesting, like if she wants to, if people ask like how her kids are doing, like if she wants to like go into a story, like I'm the one she talks about. My sisters are <laughs> kind of boring. You know, they have kids, they live in Mississippi and Alabama. Like, that's that's not a fun conversation. But also, I think her mindset kind of changed. I was 18. I was about to go to college. I was in the transition of high school to college. Um, I had a full soccer scholarship to the college. So, But then in that transition during that summer is when I came out and uh, my stepdad was a head football coach of my high school. Mm-hmm. And he was very um, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Just very like ignorant, closed minded, redneck. Uh so when I came out, he he told my mom, I'm not allowing that in my household. Like you choose him or you choose me. And so my mom said, All right, and she packed up all our shit and we left. Uh-huh. And I think that's when her mindset kinda kinda changed for like me being gay. Cause at first she was like very worried about me being gay and but at the time, this was in 2006, you know, it's it's totally different now. You didn't see gay characters all over TV. You didn't see, like, gay prides everywhere. You didn't see gay marriage legalized. It, it was still very, like, taboo, kind of, especially mm-hmm. down in the South. So that was a big leap for her to do that. And I think that's kind of when her mindset changed as far as, like, the gay thing. Mm-hmm. She She told me one day, she was like, well... You know, I love you and I want to be a part of your life. And I feel like if I, I, I don't love you and accept you for who you are, then you're going to leave. And I don't want that. I'd rather you be a part of your life. So ever since then, it's um, it's not so straight. She's not throwing Christianity in my face or the Bible. Like, you know, she used to say all the time, like, oh, I just hope you just this girl comes in and and knocks you off your feet and I was like mom that's offensive like you have to stop saying that that's not who I am that's offensive you're basically saying you don't like who I am so after that it's been she's been so good you know she was kind of freaked out about the porn thing at first but but now I tell her when I'm going to work tell her I'm going to do this and I think she just thinks it's so amazing that I'm I'm so happy financially very successful traveling the world like it's it's enabled me to travel all over the world um just have these amazing experiences and um i just think she's happy that i'm happy that's great that's that's really great yeah especially when so many parents aren't right like like there are a lot of a lot of kids whether they're important or not get disowned because they don't fit the fit the mold or 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 walk the walk so like you're, you're you're lucky in a way right i'm very lucky yeah so to sort of pivot, uh, before you got into the industry, like, what did you think it was going to be like? And how much did that differ from how it actually is? Well, when I first did my first scene, you know, I was just thinking like, oh, this is going to be easy. Just a fuck scene, quick cash. Like, it's easy. I'm fucking already. What's the difference of there being a camera? 
Um, but it was like a low budget studio. So it wasn't like the studio I work for now where there's like lights and three cameramen and mm-hmm. like guys on the side who up out like, like six, seven people in the room. Like, it's not like that. It was just one man with a camera. So I think that helped me put my foot into it, you know, and get a little used to it. Mm. I wasn't expecting it to be like so much work. I thought it would be easy. Like, Oh, I'm just going fuck, you know, but no, it's a long day when you do a studio scene, you go in around like nine, 10 AM. And usually we don't leave until about 6 PM, something like that. So my dick is about to fall off at the end of the day. <laughs> um, Cause you got to go in, you do your solos and then the other person does their solos. Then you do groups and then you go through your positions and do photos for the position so that they don't have to stop the camera when you're filming to actually take the pictures. Um, so it's kind of like you go through all that and you go through the scene. So, and there's all kinds of like hangups that can happen during the day. You know, everything doesn't always run smoothly. Like the bottom's not always like a super clean hole or like uh things just don't always work out perfectly. So it's at least like a seven, eight hour day. It's actually work. Have you had to stop a scene because the bottom wasn't totally clean? Yeah, we've had to stop a scene. Like, and you know, that happens. And as a top, when I put my dick in an asshole, I expect nothing less. So <laughs> like, you know, some I've talked to some guys and they're like, well, thank you so much for being so understanding. I was like, well, I want to be understanding. I'm putting my dick in an asshole. <laughs> you know, like if a top gets mad that they put their dick in an asshole and shit comes out, like they're in the wrong fucking like industry. Um, the shit happens, literally. Yeah. Um, so that happens. But I try to you don't want to make the bottom feel uncomfortable you know so it's you have all these cameramen watching already and these cameras and lights everywhere so it's like spotlight on it so you're just like it's okay you just it's not like oh you shit on me it's like hey man i think you just need to go to the bathroom and clean up for a little bit and it's all right you know it it, it happens Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. still thinking about what your expectations were around like the studios and, and doing porn one of the things you mentioned and i don't know if you use this word intentionally is they the, the that jason sparks brought around hot guys and use them to bait people into filming scenes with them there's like e- even that word or my con- concept of porn industries is that there's a part of them that are predatory that that's one of my assumptions about porn studios did, did they feel that way to you Mm. Jason Sparks kind of did. But now with the studios that I work for, you know, it's, uh, I've worked for men, I've worked for Icon, I've worked for, um, hell, I don't even know who I've worked for now, but Falcon for the last three years. It's such an established studio. We had our 50 year anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been around for so long. It's so professional they treat me like a king. I, I never feel like anybody is predatory on the scene. It's very like, do you want to do this? Are you okay with doing this? They, it's very, they're very aware of what you want, what you don't want, what you're comfortable with, what you're, and I've never, I've never been forced to do anything that I don't want to do. Hmm. So it's uh, like the smaller studios that you might have to look out for in terms of like how they treat their actors or how they recruit people. Yeah. Which, 
it's such like a catch 22 with that because yes, it's like that, but at the same time, like, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. So I do appreciate that he discovered me and he introduced me into this, this industry because without that, I probably wouldn't have like gone to a studio and be like, Hey, I want to do porn, but it got my foot in the door and uh, kind of showed me, you know, like traveling with him is one of the things is you have to keep your look up. Like if you, if you let your look down from what you were when they signed you on, like you would be let go from the tour. So every day, no matter what city we went to, we all went to the gym. Um, and I think that was a very great tool for me to learn. Like that was just part of my life. You learn that this is uh, a shallow industry. Like it's very based on your looks. Um, I feel, and it's, I'm okay with that. Like I got into this knowing that, um, but I've progressed so much as far as my looks from when I first started. Um, I don't really give off personality in my porn, so I don't think they're really going after my personality (laughs) there. That might be more for Instagram or something like this, but not in the porn. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Like that's sort of porn is not exactly known as being a place where personality is the is the thing right like there are some exceptions but not very many i I, i'm curious like there are a lot of stereotypes about gay porn stars right like like their assumptions that are made about why they're doing it or uh their their background and how they ended up in the industry there's just there are a lot of them floating around and i'm i'm interested in in knowing what what stereotypes you're aware of uh, about like who does porn and and which ones are kind of true? Like which ones are actually true? Um, I don't. Okay, layman's terms. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't really go to other porn stars and be like, "Why are you doing this? How did you get into the industry?" Like, um, it's more when I talk to them, we talk about like experiences we've had or whatever's going on now with like what's upcoming and new with them. Or I'm not much of like a. I don't really care about other people's lives. It's hard, not in a bad way, but like I have so much going on with mine. Like I don't have time to really think about what's going on in John's life, you know? So, um, I don't really dig into that. Um, as boring as that may sound. (laughs) Um, so I don't really know like, okay, so give me some stereotypes that you've heard of that. And then maybe we can go off that. Sure. Like, well, one you you mentioned uh, shallow industry, and the, the stereotype is that it like attracts shallow people. It may attract shallow people, but um, for me, it was. I mean, I looked totally different when I first started. Hold on, let me show you. I know they can't see this, but um, I looked like a twink when I first started. <laughs> but I just understood that it was. So that was me. Can you see that on oh, the, yeah. the darker one? Oh yeah, like. It still looks like me, but like a lot smaller. That was my very first scene I shot. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I think I was very shallow at that point because I didn't look great. Um, I just understood that it was an industry that was based a lot around your looks. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody has sex. You know, anybody can pop a camera up there and, and film it, but it's a matter of, who looks appealing doing it? What are people going to consume? So I don't think it's more of a, a a deal of the people in the industry being shallow. I think it's more of a deal of the consumers being shallow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another one is is that uh, a lot of drugs, porn stars and drugs, are like joined at the hip. I just think that comes with money, hmm. um, and the more money you have access to, the the L A is a huge party city. Hmm. Of course, there's going to be like they're everywhere. It's, there's thank God I got into this industry now, like instead of ten years ago, because this city would have chewed me up and spit me out. But yeah, you do have a lot of access to to drugs. Like the more money you have, the more access you have. Um, the more parties you go to, you know, you get invited to sex parties and all these other things. And of course, there's drugs there. It's um, I think it's more of a matter of self control. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a little. I don't know what I can say here. You're, you're, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, like the ones like cocaine, ketamine, like G that's things, stuff like that. I think there's nothing wrong with doing that every now and then it's just a matter of self-control and, uh, and knowing when and where is the time to do that. As long as you don't get hooked on it, you know, like I have a very addictive personality. I'm aware of this. So I've never tried like the Tina stuff like that mm-hmm. scares the hell out of me. But that is actually a very big drug in the industry that so many porn stars get hooked on. And I haven't seen one that goes down a good path after that. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's maybe a good segue to the last one I was going to hit you with, which is that like the porn stars burn out quick and die young. Yes. Um, You know, I was just we were talking the other day and we were talking about like Kevin's helped me so much as my partner, but also my business manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just made me think about like, okay, what's life after this? Because this is obviously a wave, right? You, you have like a certain amount of years that I think good porn stars, you know, will last. We'll say like a great one, 10 years, maybe a little bit over that, but what we're saying 10 years so that we can plan. Mm-hmm. I meet so many guys in the industry with, you know, your only fans is coming in, you're having all this money so quick, so fast, so easily that they've never had that before. So th- they don't know really what to do with it. They blow it. They buy all these fancy things and they're not really thinking like, Oh, one day this career is not, I'm not going to be stabilized in this career. Mm-hmm. This is just a way, this is not like a, this is not a secure job. So Kevin's really taken my mindset and all the money that I've making, I'm investing, uh, you know, I have an investment firm, so I'm letting them build that. But, um, also he's making me think of like, what else do you want to do? Like after this? Um, and I think a lot of porn stars just don't have someone like Kevin. There's nobody steering them in the right direction or making them think about tomorrow which is very sad. And you see that all the time because like what porn stars can you think of like from back in the day that are actually somebody now or still successful or, or don't look like a washed up crackhead. There's not many you can think of. Right. Right. Yeah. What do you think about when you think about like your future, like what, what you want to do after porn or, or other ways you might be involved in porn? Um, so I think when my time in front of the camera is done, then I would doing the OnlyFans and learning to, to video and work that side of things at, well, cadematics.com now. 
uh, it's kind of taught me a lot to how to work with the camera and stuff. So I think like, if nothing else, when my time in front of the camera is done, then I would like to be behind the camera in some way. I've also uh, dug into a little bit of uh, becoming a personal trainer, which I started that right before the pandemic and the pandemic hit. So like the in-person classes weren't going on. So that kind of like dribbled off. Um, but I still like to pick back up on that when, cause actually during the pandemic, I thought it was going to be horrible cause we weren't filming for studios, but my personal websites actually blew up. Like mm -hmm. I guess more people were at home, they weren't having sex, so they were consuming more porn. So, um, it really just kind of took off after that. Um, uh, so yeah, we're just thinking about things like that. In the meantime, I've invested most of my income in this investment firm, which is, which is flipping it. So at least I'll have like some type of, of money to do something whenever I'm, whenever this is done, which is hopefully is not soon. <laughs> <laughs> you've mentioned fitness body image and a, a couple times you've, you've mentioned that you have to stay in the gym every day. You know that if you let your looks <laughs> go, that people will stop watching. That seems like a lot of pressure to put on yourself around your body and your body image. How do you feel about your own body? I feel great about my body. I feel like I've looked better and I'm 34. I just turned 34 in March and I feel like I'm in better shape than I've ever been in my life. It's not a lot of pressure. You know, they say it takes 30 days to develop a habit. So after traveling with Jason for those months and months and months and just going to the gym every day, like without questioning it, I think it becomes more of like a light part of your lifestyle. Hmm. And I've, I've never really let go of that. There'll be some days where I have so much to do that I'm like, okay, I can't make it to the gym today, but every now and then that's okay. Your body needs a rest. That's actually <laughs> healthy. They, they recommend that. But if it was up to me, I go every day, which I try to, um, some days Kevin has this to-do list for me as far as like editing and all this, and I just can't make it there, but I don't really feel like it's a pressure. I feel like it's something that I should be doing anyway to take care of myself, to, to extend my, to extend my life. You know, it's very, it's a great therapy as far as like mental, like, I don't like going to the gym, honestly. Like, I have to talk myself into going most days. I'm like, okay, get your ass up. Like, you gotta go to the gym. But once I get in there and I leave the gym, I'm just like so glad I went. I feel fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. um, it just releases all these endorphins, you know, lets a lot of stress off. And so it's the days that I don't go to the gym is where I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, so you showed us a picture of when you started out and, you know, you were, you know, you definitely like have bulked up. You were a little bit more like a uh, twinkish, but still like muscular, but like you, you were like uh, twunky twunk. There you go. Yeah. But uh, you made a comment about like, I don't know how you didn't look as great back then. Like I, you looked great then you had abs, you had like, uh, I think you looked great even back then. Do you, do you have pressure it seems like there is pressure to be i don't know bulkier more jacked than the next guy or, or kind of the um i don't think you want to be more bulky so we went through this thing um like a year or so ago i just wasn't gaining a lot of muscle mass i had trouble gaining muscle mass i was always very lean um so we went and got my testosterone but i also was like 
tired, low energy all the time. So we went and got my testosterone checked. So um, I had low testosterone. So I got put on like a testosterone therapy. So I do like one CC a week or something. It's a very small amount, but it's uh, just to boost it, which helped me start getting my muscle mass. And, um, at the, where I'm at right now, I'm not really looking to get bigger. I don't, I don't want to be at the point where I can't scratch my back, um, or look over my shoulder, you know, like, I think that's a little bit too much. I think I'm like at a perfect mass for, for my body size. I feel great. Like I like the lean aesthetic look. I just don't want to look like too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think right now I'm, I'm at that point. If I go any bigger, like you're, it's gonna look like I'm on roids, <laughs> you know, like one of those meatheads, and that's not what I'm really going for. I don't think that's sexy. Uh, on the flip side, the people that watch porn, gay porn does give gay men in particular body image issues by looking at all the, you know, perfect men that are having sex. How do you feel about your role in what viewers are seeing and how they feel about themselves as a result? Um, well, my look is, you know, like I want to look my best. Um, in my, in my, on my website, I, I find most of my guys who I film with on Grinder, and they're not always the perfect, like, uh, they're not always cut up and muscular. And so like, I do fuck a lot of like average looking guys. Um, on another note, if people are having, uh, if they're getting body issues from watching porn with people like me in it, I would say that there's such a big porn library out there with so many different guys, um, with so many different body types that, why don't they watch that to make them feel more comfortable? What is it in particular that they're watching my porn for? Um, if it's making them feel bad, because when people, when I'm doing porn, I don't want people to feel bad. I want them to fucking come. (laughs) So, but I just feel like if there's so many, there's so many porns out there, you know, with OnlyFans, like there's so many different demographics that have, uh, that, put their their sex out online now so there's so much to choose from so i would say if you're watching my porn and my body image is making you feel uncomfortable or bad about yours then maybe click on the next guy's porn who's a little bit more average looking (laughs) i just don't feel i don't feel bad about trying to look my best I mean, I'm putting myself out there on the internet and this shit is going to be out there for the rest of my life. Why would I not want to look my best? When you find, you mentioned you find uh, guys for your site on like Grindr and stuff. What's that process look like? I would imagine people would be like, I don't believe that this is who you are. I think you're like using Kate Maddox pictures and like, <laughs> so what's oh my like, God, I get that all the time. What What's the process to find someone to film with? I mean, I just put on my grinder, you know, looking to film. So most people are aware of my name or who I am. And if not, I'm sure they can just Google and that brings up a lot. Um, but yeah, I do get a lot like, is this real? Are you real? Or I'll get a lot of them like, so fake. Why are you even trying to try and impersonate this person? Which is kind of flattering. Like, thank you. Like <laughs> thinking that. Uh, I'm that popular that people would like try to impersonate me. Um, 
but I, you know, I attach my Twitter, I attach my Instagram. And, uh, if it comes down to the point to where I'm actually interested in filming with the guy, then I will have no issue verifying through one of those platforms. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how it happens. But almost every time I have to verify, but not only them verifying me, there's been plenty of situations where I feel like I need to verify them. Yeah. You know, you get a lot of weirdos on there too, who make fake profiles and send all these like pictures of these people who are not even them, which I don't know how the hell they have time to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the end game there too, right? Yeah. Like you think you're going to show up and I'm just, Oh, so horny that like, okay, <laughs> no, sorry, bro. <laughs> But then it's always awkward for you because, you know, you're like, I'm very sorry. And it makes me feel like a dickhead and I'm very sorry, but you don't look like the pictures you sent me like this. And it's always so awkward at that point. But, you know, I don't feel bad because they did this to themselves. They knew when they were doing this, but it still makes me feel like a dickhead at the point at the time. So, yeah. Okay. What are there any sexual fantasies that you have not fulfilled yet that you would like to? Honestly, no. You've done all of them. <laughs> this this industry has um has allowed me to fill all my sexual fantasies. Wow. You know, actually, one that I would like to do that I haven't got to do yet is I would like to fuck some hot twins together. Oh. Okay. Do you have your eye on any twins in particular? <laughs> yeah, but they're um they're social media people so that won't happen. Oh. Um but yeah, there's a few hot ones out there. There's even like some who have OnlyFans together and uh do OnlyFans together, but that I think that would be really hot, like just hot twins and that's one fantasy I haven't done. But okay. pretty much everything else this industry has allowed me to do. It's fantastic. Nice. Uh, so Kate, uh, any any final parting thoughts here before we we head off to the break? Not that I can think of. It's been it's been pretty easy. It's been a lot easier than I than I thought it would. Excellent. You guys weren't so hard on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're generally nice people. Kyle is very easy. So <laughs> <laughs> easy is good, yeah. especially in my industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so should we take a break? Huh? Yeah, let's take a break. Great. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. All right, so are we back? We're back. We're back. Cade Maddox, where could people find out more about you, what you're up to, how things are going? What, tell us all the things. You can find everything now at cademaddox.com. We launched it, what, June 1st? Uh, around June 1st, and uh, that's where we're putting everything. That's where we're putting all of our energy right now. So that's um, text messaging now, sexting, whatever. <laughs> Um, that's all of my newest and latest videos, um, pictures behind, we're actually doing uh, a new thing where we're filming behind the scenes of me filming my OnlyFans. Um, so you'll be able to see what it looks like, not the edited version, Mm. all kinds of little different things, but also compared to OnlyFans, we're doing like four times the content. So on OnlyFans, I would post one video every two weeks. And here I'm posting one video. Is it one every week? Yeah. You can request personal videos on this website. There's just, uh, there's a lot. It's been a lot. Did you say sexting? 
people can sext you from the site? Yeah, you can chat with me directly, actually. Wow. All right. Never heard of that. That's exciting. Which is a, a, a new feature because uh, with OnlyFans, there was just so many messages. It was just so hard for me to catch up from yeah. behind. So with this one, staying on top of it from the get-go has really helped me a lot. Nice. Um, also, we'll be coming out with merchandise and a yearly calendar, too. So that's things we're working on. It's coming in the fall. Great. Kate's mom, don't open the calendar. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one, I think she'll be able to open. This one's going to be a more... Uh, <laughs> like, you can have it at work or... Um, it's sexy, but it's not sexual. Mm. Mm. Well, 75 to 25, uh, Kevin says. (laughs) So yeah, cademaddox.com. And if you're looking for, you know, studio scenes and like the whole production, things like that, the storyline, you can find me at falcon.com. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you. Well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all the socials at gayishpodcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And I'm sure that bitch is full because I've been traveling. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, real quick, everybody, you have one more week. No, by the Left. time this drops, you've got like one more day. Eight days, yeah. Go to podcastawards.com and vote for us, you motherfuckers. We want to win this year and stop our like six-year losing streak. Podcastawards.com, click the blue button in the middle, make it happen. Yeah, the last day is July 31st, so make sure you do it in the next couple days. Next up, we are going to be live next weekend. So the Pride 48 live streaming weekend is Sunday, July the 31st, and we are on at 1 p.m. So uh, Pacific, 1 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're interested in hearing us live and supporting us, tune in. And there's lots of queer podcasts that weekend, all weekend long, uh, starting uh, the 29th. So check them out, including our friends at Minority Report. Yeah. And our quarterly Patreon call, when is that? Wednesday, August the 3rd at 6 p.m. Pacific. Every Patreon member at every level of support can just come hang out with us on Zoom. It's fun. We have cocktails. We talk about dicks. We'll probably talk about Cade. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Gay Sestratus. You want to do our Gay Sestratus? Yeah. Kyle, you can go first. Okay, uh, my gayest is I listened to a brand new D&D podcast, and at the very beginning, they said we are a mostly queer cast, and so now as I'm listening to them play D&D, I'm trying to figure out who the gay is. I'm trying to listen and figure out if I can like pick it up to, <laughs> to suss out who the gay in the show is. Um, the straightest is I just started watching Game of Thrones. I was like, I need just a a very long, epic uh, TV show to get into. I have never watched that. So it is the straightest, not only because that is a show straight people love, but also being behind the times is a very straight thing. Sure. What what about you, Mike? Uh, Well, the gayest thing about me this week, I was in Germany last week for work. And um, I, I just absolutely lost my shit in front of a coworker because we turned the corner and there was a just 
beach volleyball game happening and all of the Germans <laughs> were shirtless. It was Ooh. it was a lot to handle. And I don't think this coworker knew that I was gay, but she really got the hint when she found <laughs> out very quickly. Yeah. I did a full body gay gasp. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the, the straightest thing about me this week was uh, I was at my by myself at the hotel bar in Frankfurt. And this American sat next to me and struck up a conversation with me and asked me, are you single? Because the chicks in Poland are super hot. <laughs> dude, dude, dude totally thought I was straight, was being really broy with me. It cool, was bro. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Kate Maddox, how about you? Your gayest is straightest. Um, I would say my gayest is uh, I love listening sh- to Shania Twain when I get ready. Great. Uh, yes. Spice Girls, too. Excellent. Um, nice. They're great. Yes, absolutely. Um, what the, um, my partner says my straightest is my wife beaters and my Timberlands that I wear, which <laughs> I thought it was just a Southern thing, but apparently it's a straight Southern thing. Yeah, so, it's a it's a straight thing. Like, because if it's gay, it's yeah. a tank top, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the fitted ones, like the stringy, like, mm-hmm. I've noticed that here. Uh, it's very stringy and and very less yeah. <laughs> absolutely well kate maddox thank you so much for being on the show today we really really appreciate your time it was it was, it was awesome to get to talk to you my pleasure thank you guys for having me also thank you to our super gap bridgers who are john crawley hey john stephen porch joe stosel harry Staw, josh copeland forrest dale patrick martin anonymous james barrow steve douglas explosive lasagna christopher Farrell, just jamie kevin henderson tips and mcstumbles donalinski thomas b dusty sands a coleman chris Catchatorian, and jerome york thank you to all of you for your support thank you uh that is it this has been gayish from the chris Catchatorian studios i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you next, see you week. next week bye from scotland for pride 48 weekend that was so gay <laughs> we powder me right now please i love it well he wants to do a screenshot of the three of us so i'd much rather just have it done where my like forehead's not shining the reflection of the computer <laughs> Everybody needs a Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Derek, when we're back in the studio, we're going to need you to do this. Yeah. Take, <laughs> get take good it. at this. <laughs>